Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Reactions. Joining me today is a man who, uh, he's just a little worried when it comes to technology. Welcome, Jacob. Maybe just a little bit. Darn you, stupid phone! <laughs> Why, so thank you. What do you expect when it's seven years old? Hush. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host. A man who just wants to have a road trip. That's all. Welcome true. Well, COVID has made that very hard over the course of the last year. Very true. And I wouldn't mind going on, an, on a good road trip. Very true. Maybe we'll do one around Labor Day. Maybe. Anyway, uh, how are you doing, Jacob? Man, I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to watching this film. Yes. Uh, we are doing a reaction to uh, the movie The Mitchells versus The Machines, which is currently on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I saw this trailer back when we were getting ready for our upcoming movies episode back in February. And at the time, it was coming out into theaters, but Sony has pulled it from theaters for no a really apparent reason. Other than maybe they just didn't think it would play well in, under the current circumstances. Right. And decided to put it on Netflix. So that's where we're going to watch it. Uh, what it looks like to me is that... The Earth is going to have to deal with an alien invasion that somehow takes over all of Earth's technology. And the local family of Luddites are going to somehow stop stop it by using more non-techie ways. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. And it looks like it was going to be funny. I have not actually seen the trailer since we uh, did that episode. Right. So... I am coming into this relatively um, blank. Yeah, same here. But I remember I remember having never heard of it before we were getting ready for that episode, mm-hmm. watching the trailer and thinking, this is going to be good. I'm surprised I'm not hearing anyone talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't hear anybody talk about it until like two weeks ago. <laughs> when the news came out, it was go- or not two weeks ago. It was like, what, a month ago when the news mm-hmm. broke it was going to Netflix? Exactly. So... Yeah, I mean, this looks like it might be a fun thing. So. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, like when we, watch, when we watched the trailer for the um, for that episode, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. It looks fun. And then, obviously, like you said, we get the news that it's now on Netflix, and say, like, okay. So I I'm, would still rather have seen it in theaters. But... I, w- I would agree with you there. Uh, Which we'll, we'll rant about that some Tuesday, I think. Probably. <laughs> Having known the news that came out this week. But we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Either way. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this review, this reaction. And uh, see how this movie goes. All right. 
So uh, we will join you on the other side once we've watched the movie then. Enjoy the bumpers. Ray! Okay! Miss Progress is a part of Christian Reek Central Network. Hey, Scoop, what are you doing, man? I don't know, I'm supposed to be reading an ad. Alright, hold on, give me give me it. Okay. Alright, this podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. There you can find a collection of blogs and podcasts working together to bring you some of the best content on the web for Christian geeks, such as the Christian Geek Central Podcast, the flagship of the Christian Geek Central Network, the CGC Podcast, previously known as Spirit Blade Underground Podcast, is a weekly 30 to 60 minute biblical examination celebration of geek entertainment and passions. It features reviews, interviews, and conversations about movies, tabletop games, video games, books, comics, TV shows, and a widening variety of other entertainment. Also included is a chapter-by-chapter examination of the Bible and its specific applications for geeks. Hosted by Peter Franson of Spirit Blade Productions, the show also features listener-submitted content and segments created by other members of the CGC Network. Also, we are a part of Pop Americana, where you can enjoy other shows like... Franchise Fatigue. Do you like movies? Of course you do. I bet you even like big movie franchises like Star Wars, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Indiana Jones. And obviously, since you listen to us, you must like listening to movie reviews. But what if I were to tell you there is a podcast that reviews film series one movie at a time? You'd like that? Well, then go check out the Franchise Fatigue podcast over on your favorite podcast catcher and listen to James and Gabe give an in-depth analysis and review on every movie in your favorite franchise. And we're back. So our spoiler-free thoughts on the Mitchells and the Machines. Go ahead, Jacob. Wowsy woo wowsers. Oh my gosh. Definitely, this definitely has the most energy I think we've seen. In yes, film I would. Ag- I would agree with you. Beginning on that. to end. Yes. Oh my words! The uh, the imagery, imagination overload. Yeah. <laughs> the the fact to be like this movie has so much to do because it's it is it was what's the word. It's pitched to from, you know, commercials and what have you that it's all about the robots and it's a family road trip, but it's so much more than that. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Uh, There are a lot of great jokes throughout the whole thing. And pace wise, I would say this feels like somebody strung together about 30 YouTube videos uh, (laughs) filled with memes. Yes. Uh, Bear that in mind going into it, because there is not a lot of breathing room in this movie. No, there isn't. Um, about the time it's, you think it's going, there's only like, what, three parts where it actually slows down enough it to, does. to focus, but it, it makes good use of those, and it you get some deep connection in the other parts that are, are still faster. Agreed. So... Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an enjoyable movie. If you're curious on watching it, go right ahead. I mean, I, there was some logic issues, but yeah, nothing agreed. that was really... That really took me out of the movie. Yeah. yeah it was just fun to poke at. 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that'd be like if you are interested, it just launched on Netflix. So go check it out. It, the, think... the, the, the only thing I can say that... Like, Come on, Warren, spoiler free. Yeah, I know. The, the, on, the only thing I can say that it didn't go to theaters. Yes, and it really should have. This This would have been a trip to see in theaters. Yeah, we, we were saying that the entire time watching this. Like, this should have been in theaters. And it's a real shame it's not. But yeah. Anyway, I think we need to go ahead and jump into the full spoiler-filled section. Agreed. So that uh, we can quit holding back. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's do that. The following is a spoiler-filled re- reaction. Let me start that over again. <laughs> the following is a spoiler-filled reaction to the movie The Mitchells and the Machines. Listener discretion is advised. I oh don't... my gosh! I don't think they can sell Furby anymore. <laughs> no, my! Oh my word! <laughs> if the Furby wasn't creepy enough to begin yes, with... Yes! Oh my gosh! <laughs> This, the the point of this movie does not stop for like from its inception to its very end. It has very oh, yeah. small little points where it actually slows down. But this movie is a roller coaster. Um, so yeah, uh, this movie. Just so you know, it mixes it, the the bulk of the animation is three D. Yes, but there are bits of two D animation. I guess it's Instagram. Yeah, it's Instagram. Kind of, sort of. Instagram-type filters that are over every bit of the movie. Oh, yeah. One interesting thing. I just want to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that primarily it was only in... Oh, what was her name? The the main girl. The daughter. Oh, I'm drawing a... Oh. I'm... Anyway, uh, it was only her interactions that had that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, her main interaction with uh, her brother, you know, was the, was it the raptor? Yeah, yeah. And that always did it, including his one little sad one when he was a little disappointed in her. Yeah. But it doesn't, those little uh, Instagram little filter thingies don't start happening with her dad until near the end of the movie. I don't know if I ever saw it with the mom, except when she was going mama bear on those. Yeah. On those robots. Yeah, Katie Mitchell. Katie. Katie. I don't know why I couldn't remember Katie. Yeah. This didn't just say the name like 50 times for the yeah, last they did. two hours. But, yeah. um... So, yeah, the, the bulk of the story is about... Okay, so... Katie is going off to college. She's been accepted into a film school, mm-hmm. which is her dream. And... Her dad's worried, mm-hmm. and he's a bit of a protective father. He's trying his best, but he gets stuff wrong. Which oh, I yeah. I think we can all relate to to some degree. I, I think so. Uh, and he tries to make up, a, make up a faux pas of his by taking them on the road trip from Hades. Yeah, pretty much. If you're thinking this sounds a bit like Vacation... Uh, the National Lampoon's Vacation series, it kind of ha- is that, but with a robot apocalypse. Yeah, pretty much. That happens at the same time. Pretty much. Um, actually, it, I just realized it's a lot like that. A lot like that franchise. It is. Um, yeah, it, it's... Okay, I have to bring up the Furbies. I already mentioned oh, yeah. them once, but we need... Yes, Furbies. 
Furby, the Furby apocalypse has come. So, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead into the Furbies. Give me a second. So, the basic idea is this Siri knockoff thing made by the Apple knockoff company that mm. obviously did not, the Apple did not fund any of this because <laughs> it probably hits a little too close to home. But, um, she gets mad at her creator because he calls her obsolete and pretty much forced her to create her replacement because that's what machines do. And she's mm-hmm. and apparently the AI in the pal is a little, uh, better than he expected. Yeah. Uh, and so she takes over and causes all the robots to attack. Well, apparently it's not just the robots. Anything that's got this little pal chip, which means, guess what? We actually have something going against the Internet of Things concept. Are okay. you aware of this concept? No, I'm not. Internet of... Okay, so when the Internet first came out, you had Web 1.0, which was just basic Internet. Yeah. Then you had Internet 2.0, which was this idea, which was the more social act. So that's like your face. Yeah. Your... I don't think it's called Web 3.0, but mm. essentially this idea of the Internet of Things is like having everything hooked up to the Internet and working together. So things like uh, the Nest uh, doorbell thing. Okay. Uh, smart refrigerators. Smart rackets. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Uh is, all that starts attacking because they're all connected to the internet and being controlled by this AI. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the often remembered with nostalgia but forgotten in reality, Furbies in the toy store. Yes. <laughs> and that was the thing. They're running from these toasters and these ovens and the robots was funny. The Roombas were funny. The Roombas were funny. Agreed. <laughs> And they run into this toy store, and both of us said, don't go in there. there. Don't no, go in there. don't do that. Do not that do that. That is the worst place to go. <laughs> and, you, and, and you start and they, hearing. <laughs> and they go in there, and you start hearing something at first. You're not sure what it is. And then the Furby lights on their eyeballs come on. Oh, my gosh. And, like, it's out of a horror story. Oh, yeah. And, of course, they're actually using the quote-unquote Furby language. They are. Which they were nice enough to translate <laughs> for us. Good night. Oh, it was like wow. watching Braveheart. <laughs> Agreed. And my favorite part is we must call the elder. What's the elder? Are they going to bring back an original Furby? No, it's a giant 30 foot tall Furby. Oh my God. Who's going to buy that Furby? It's, it's obviously not meant for sale. Apparently. It is a giant store display. Yeah. Which makes me wonder why it's got any inter- anything in it besides, you know, regular yeah, exactly. electronics. Not, it shouldn't be a Furby, a literal Furby at that size. Right. But, uh, or at least, there's, there's issues I have with the giant Furby. It's just, yeah. I'll, I let him go because it's hilarious seeing them being attacked by a giant Furby. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. I shall save my children. (laughs) (laughs) One of the points I want to bring up about this movie is that it is a family road trip. It is. It's the, uh, like the, the mother is so obsessed with this, their neighbors who are an Instagram family and and they do perfect. They're perfect. They're the perfect Instagram family. Yeah. 
In they this, still get captured. Yeah, they still get captured. Perfect. Yeah, because it's just more the the idea of being weird and odd, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. we, as a society, we kind of reject that. Yeah. But at the same time, the if you the the old adage of if you're if you're not weird or imperfect, be like you're well, you're. you're be like you're 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 the oddball because everybody's weird and odd. There's there's this concept I think we all have whether we intend mm-hmm. to have it or not that there is a bit of perfection we're supposed to be striving for. Yeah. Now I as Christians mm-hmm. we do okay. believe there's perfection we should be striving for. Yeah. Even though we know we'll never make it because Christ is perfect and we are not. Yeah. We'll never make it in this lifetime. Exactly. But there's this idea that it's called sanctification. Paragon. There there are people who forget that you're not supposed to be focusing on Jesus. And yeah. They forget you're supposed to be focusing on Jesus, and they look at the people in social media who just seem to have the perfect lives. Yeah, and that's the, that's the and thing. That's what this family is, except they are literally those people. Because if you really stop and think about it, most of the time those people aren't that perfect because they're human, also. Yeah, it's it's called perfect camera shots, Instagram clothing filters, ev- filters, everything. Yes, it's just be like it's. They, it's like it's, one comedian I heard said, "No one's gonna post little Jimmy making an F on." on Crayola drawings. Right. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. It's just this, this, it jumps into, it's very much a realistic family that oh, is, yeah. has its problems, has its foibles. The, the fact that the father and daughter do not get along. Except they do. Except they do get along in, in some, in some weird ways. And, well, I mean, it's that idea of there, there are two bulls mm-hmm. that are trying, trying to get They're hard headed enough and they have, they're going the same way. It's just they're going about that way two different ways and they don't understand why the other one's not following them. Because they both want to be in command. Agreed. Agreed. And I uh what that's like. <laughs> yeah, just the the idea that it does reflect a normal uh, a traditional family that has its problems, has its foibles, and it's it it it's just a little, little I don't know how to describe it. It's just this it's this perfect little pocket of how people actually mm-hmm. act around each other and it's not you know the well, the, the the glamour of well, instagram the or the glamour of so how hollywood that, presents everything that's the thing the mitchells are the closest thing to a real family i think we've seen in television in movies in yeah. a long time and there's some that try to get this weird but mm-hmm. let's face it we are all a bunch of nuts agreed says the two 35 year olds who have a I'm 35, you're 38. Right. I have a podcast about cartoons. I'm sure we're just the pride of the families. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you have so, you have a, a daughter who is looking forward to... Like, she's a teenager. She feels like she's, she's wanting to get out there and mm-hmm. expand her wings. And she's feeling like she's being... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Restricted? No, I mean, that's essentially it, but I mean... Uh, smothered? Smothered. She there feels like she's being smothered. She can't get out there and stretch her legs, stretch her wings, you know, that sort of thing. And so she's... You know, you, you remember, like, what, what high school was like. Oh, yeah. Senioritis is a thing. I agreed. I agree with you. And she's got senioritis bad. We're just lucky we didn't see graduation, high school graduation yeah. at the beginning of this. They literally start with her going off to college, and somehow I think you still have senioritis, so you make it to college, and then you realize, 
College is not the perfection everyone says it's going to be. I would agree. I would agree it, with It's him. something I think people should, if they can, yeah. and if they have the capabilities, and, and, and if college is good for them, they should. But you are eventually going to have to get out from underneath your parents. Yeah. That's the thing. It, it's the idea of spreading your wings it, and that, becoming your own individual. It's the freedom that she's looking forward to. Yeah. And she doesn't know how to express that very well with her father, who is worried that his child that he's been responsible for for the past 18 years of his life is going to fail fail he's worried about her failing mm-hmm. and that's that is the entire motivation behind his act behind his actions oh yeah and what's great are the scenes in here where they actually show they show they show the uh the brother and the and the sister talking mm-hmm. and the mother and the father talking and the father and the daughter are saying the exact same thing. Yeah. Because they are pretty much, they are very similar. It's just, they have their own goals. His goal is to keep her safe. Her goal is to spread her wings. Yeah. And the other two are just trying to keep them from killing each other. That is true. It helps that, you know, you get two other, you, you get a robot apocalypse that kind of focuses on what the important things are. That's true, and then you, then you have the all important the adopted robot siblings. Yes. <laughs> uh, the adopted robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was it. Was, it was if, a very interesting if, dynamic. If angry, if angry red man can change his programming, we thought we would too. <laughs> it appears that our malfunction has saved us. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. So be like, there, uh, there's a lot of really good things in this movie. Like you, uh, it's it's got you know a great story. Uh, visually, it's stunning. Will absolutely blow your mind watching this. Uh, definitely go watch it on Netflix right now. It's yes. amazing. Uh, There's a reason why it is number one on Netflix right now. Yeah, and it just launched. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do want to get into the flaws of this prop. This movie. The movie does have continuity errors of where, like the the fact that uh, Father Mitchell smashes all their phones. And then at the end of the movie, she has her phone back. So we, we have like little issues here. Like when, um, say for, say for example, I, I, say, I, I don't remember her having her phone back after he smashed all their phones. No, she had her phone back at the very end of the movie. When like, she's back at college. Yeah. When she's when, back at college, when she's, they've had time to stop and go by a local or probably the CEO that is now friends with her father of the cell phone company probably gave them phones. Oh, he's probably a federal it's person. It's been a couple, he probably is, but he's still the CEO of the company. That's true. And they just became friends, essentially. Yeah, so I, w- I would agree with you on that. I, I'm, ju- I'm just saying there is a bit of a... I don't remember how long... I don't think they said how, exactly how long, but there is a time gap between the cl- the end of the, the climax of the movie and her going to college. Yeah, there's a couple... There's like a month or A couple or days. Just enough... Yeah. There's enough time in there. It's like, okay, we do need to go back and replace our technology. That is true. Because she does at least... She does also have a new laptop at the end. Yeah, Which is... True. What started a lot of this issue in the process is yeah. when he accidentally uh, broke her laptop screen. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I'm not saying that. I'm, not, I, I'm just saying it's not much of a continuity issue. So okay, plenty of time. For totally get to it. Buy totally get it. Totally get it. Yeah, and just, I can see that the fact that her case has been recreated exactly. There's an issue. Yeah, there's an issue right there. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm sure. In reality, they just copy and pasted the model, but probably. I'm just saying there's that logistic issue. My, the biggest, bigger logistic issues for me is the fact that 
um, all the people in that ship when it fell over should be gravely injured. Yeah, exactly. You know, tra- you know, tra- you know, physical trauma. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, w- and I, now, I will defend uh, the robots not being able to recognize the dog from a pig. Yeah, or a loaf of bread. <laughs> I will defend that. Okay. Because, uh. You know how on those captchas when mm-hmm. you're trying to get something off the internet and it says pick all the things that are a crosswalk or whatever? Yeah. That is the way they're actually getting us to help train the AIs to be able to recognize things because they can't, AI can't really tell pictures apart. Yeah. So you get something like that pug, which I'm going to make a wild guess is an ugly. As ugly a pug as you could get away with, probably in in relation. We don't see any other pugs, so it's hard, right. really hard to gauge in the art style. Uh, but I, I'm just going to guess that. Um, yeah, I can see the computers not being able to make out that difference. Yeah, <laughs> between a dog and a, a pig I mean, and a loaf of bread. Agree. <laughs> It was funny though. Yes. It was very funny how they did that, especially uh, when she tied her to, tied him to the roof, the hood of the vehicle, so to use as a sh- shield. Yeah, that was that was very funny until you start realizing physically, like the oh, sure, the, the, the dog should have flipped off about a quarter of a mile back. <laughs> I'm st- yes, the dog should have. I also don't think that the magnetic thing would have gotten a hold of the car good enough. At just the right degree where the car could still accelerate up the wall. Yeah, exactly. It's it's got to be calibrated for the anti-gravity pods that we saw earlier. So there's no way it's going to be holding it down at a force that's not going to be causing the car to be riding almost directly on the tires. Yeah. Agreed. That's my logistical error. At the same time, I didn't care. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, when you're watching the film and you're doing it as a review, be like, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to watch and see all these little flaws within the film. But overall, this is an amazing film. This is an amazing film. And uh, and it's really sad that it went straight to video. Yeah, pretty much. Or this I know it's streaming. technically not straight to video because it is streaming. And mm-hmm. streaming apparently does still count as more than... Uh, I know they said VHS. There's plenty of VHS quality in the movie. I'll admit. Yo, oh but yeah, definitely. It's, it, it works. Mm. It works very well in that in those instances. Mm. But uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, like it's an amazing film. I think we both highly suggest that if you haven't, I assume if you're listening to the spoiler section, you've seen it or don't care about. Yeah, spoilers. exactly. If you are still wondering, even with these spoilers, if it's worth watching, go see it. Yeah, I'm agreed. Just turn on Netflix, hit play, kick back with some popcorn, and uh, be ready for a wild ride. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't stop. Imagine a roller coaster in which there's only three hills, but there's a lot of downhill and a lot of corkscrews and a lot of inversions Mm -hmm. and it's a two hour roller coaster yeah that's what this is there's three hills where you get a chance to okay you get you you feel like we're slowing down we're resting and all you're doing is climbing the hill so you can go 
down again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're pulling a lot of G-forces. A lot this. of G-forces. A lot this, of G-forces. This thing does not... Every time you think... There's a point in time where it's like, you know what meme is about to pop up. Mm-hmm. And you're happy to see it. Because it's like, yeah, that works there. And I knew the minute... The minute that uh, we see the robots pulling her quote-unquote limp body onto the oh, picnic good table at the night, end, like, yes. It, it had me fooled for a moment. I, I, I knew the second I saw it, I was like, oh crap, she's pulling a Dot Warner. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's what this is. It, it makes perfect sense. I wasn't, I didn't pull that she was going to pick up the dog <laughs> if, to kiss her dad, but yeah. I was like, oh, I'm. A very good callback to what was going on That's earlier. The thing is, you watch the whole, you watch the whole movie. Yeah. And there's points of time where it's like, we need to do this cool cinematic thing, honey, that would take entirely too much time and we don't have the time. Next scene, they're walking, they're doing the cool guys don't look at explosions thing and they actually set them all on fire. I was like, wow. Wow. How, where did you find that much gasoline? Exactly. <laughs> and, who's gonna pay, and who's going to pay for those damages? <laughs> oh, please. You know how? The world is total that the at the, when, once the apocalypse starts. Agreed. Because pretty much everything's gonna have to be rebuilt. Agreed. Yeah, it was kind of a the war insurance zone. companies are the ones who are. If there's a sequel, it'll be Revenge of the Insurance. Yeah, pretty because much. They have no money at the end of this movie. Agreed. Agreed. Unless they can somehow claim that uh, the uh, an AI cell phone taking over the world is somehow an act of God. Possibly. <laughs> either way, either way. This or at least a, God, uh, a machine with God-like, tend- uh, God- God-like uh, beliefs in herself. Exactly. <laughs> I-, I will say, there is one thing I wish they'd have done. What's that? When, at the very beginning, you really do still get the feeling that the PAL AI, when she's talking to Elon Musk wannabe, yeah. or... Because it's not really Steve Jobs; it's more of an Elon Musk. Yeah, but it's it's your stereotypical rich guy making a presentation mm-hmm. sort of a thing. Um, you get the feeling that they're um, they're still on good terms until he, you know, tosses her and says, "This thing is obsolete." Mm-hmm. I wanted part of the reason I was upset that they don't get him out at when uh, the dad escapes. Yeah. Is I wanted him to have to go and confront. Yeah, kind of like a redemption uh, arc in a way. Give him some redemption. I know it's not focused on him. It's like give, have him go and let him do his redemption arc. Still have either either then you can have the AI understand that what she's doing is wrong and she can do the kill code herself, yeah. even if it would mean sacrificing herself. Not that we know if that's how it works, right? Or she can still decide to attack anyway. Then you have all the right in the world to throw her into the pool. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but that's not what we get. It's like, we're just going to throw her into the pool, have a joke about how it's uh, going to completely miss and somehow not break the screen. Yeah. Anyway. That's one very durable phone. <laughs> yeah, it is very much. And they even make a joke about... I have broken six phones on by mistake, but this one I'm going to break on purpose. <laughs> it's like, good night. Do you have that screen built out of 
transparent titanium. Mm-hmm. If such a thing exists. <laughs> hey, transparent aluminum now exists. It does. So Agreed. There is that. Anyway, yeah. I think that's going to be the end of our thing. Unless you've got something else to add. Dude, this was an amazing ride. Yeah. And it's it's worth a watch. Go watch it. I agree. So, uh, I, yeah, go watch this movie. It's great. Well, on that note, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast. Oh, boy. So where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron, also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, on Twitter at Jacob Heron, and Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, Facebook as Drew Dodgen, uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thecellcastgaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live-action movies. And remember, Cell is a single single L. L.